Hey guys, welcome back into the Corked Up Podcast, uh, episode 10. No, 12. yes, 12. I thought it was, that wouldn't make any sense. You're right, Frank, it's 12. I was going to say, it doesn't make sense. I thought we hit double digits a while ago, but here we are, Frankie. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm Jack Savio, he's Frank Neris. Uh, we watched a Bears game, uh, unfortunately, on Monday. And Frank, I texted you as soon as I saw it. I mean, those fucking stupid orange jerseys. Can we stop wearing these? I mean, seriously, have they won a game since they brought those hideous abominations back? I don't think so. Like, I, it's, you, I think you're right. It, it's time to retire them. But uh, speaking of other things that are time to retire, uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to go with this, Frank. Let's just jump right into it. The, the Bears lose to the Vikings in a... Pretty uninspired game, again, from the offense. The, the only reason it was close, defense, shocker, and special teams. And the, literally what it sounds like for the last 100 years we've watched Bears football. And we've, I, I mean, there's there's not much to say. Like, Nick Foles may be hurt, maybe worse than we think, maybe maybe not as bad as we think. Um, so, you know, that, that we just don't know, Frank. They're going into their bye week. Uh, on a four-game losing streak, they're five and one. Now they're five and four. Um, so, or I guess it's only three-game losing streak then. No, 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 four. We're five and five, right? They are five and five. I, I literally can't do math. I, I'm an idiot, but here we are. You know. Uh, so let's just, Frank. What was your, what was your big takeaway, man? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, can, you say so much. I know. It's and, and again, I, honestly, I said last week I wouldn't be commenting on the offense anymore, and the only reason that I am is because there was a new play caller, so I think that calls for kind of what we saw. And the funny thing is, in the first half, maybe the first quarter, not the full first half, that was an improvement on offense. Like, they were moving the ball a little bit. There was less personnel changes. It seemed to be more direct. It seemed to be everyone on the same page, less mental errors. And then in like typical Bears fashion, where we've been saying this forever, like if it's not one thing, it's the other. Nick Foles starts making some of the worst reads I've ever seen. He had like, there were plays where he had multiple, multiple wide receivers wide open, and he would try to force it in double coverage to Anthony Miller or or whoever. And like there was a play uh, in the red zone. We were on, I think, the 10 or the 11. He tries to force it to Jim. When Cole Komet is wide open, literally right in front of him, for a touchdown. Uh, so we saw a lot of that. And then he, he still, in the first quarter, first half, he still made some good reads, made some good throws. And then all of a sudden, Bill Lazor starts scrunching in the wide receivers. So he can't, he has no ability to, to do any pre-read on the defense because they don't have to show you anything for that because you have no idea, like you have no idea if those corners and safeties are in zone or, or what? Two-man, two single high. You have no idea what a defense is doing when you scrunch up your receiver. You have four receiver sets all lined up on the line of scrimmage. Right. Uh, and, and, again, it just goes back to, like, if, if it's not one thing, it's the other. Um, we saw it again where, like, multiple receivers were in the same place. Yeah. For some reason. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's been going on the whole Nagy era. Like, there are just two or three receivers in the same spot. Um yeah, man. I mean, it, it, it's it was the same shit. It, it, it was it wasn't literally the same shit. It was just the same in the sense that when something went right, we it immediately counteracted it with something wrong, and yeah. that's been this way the whole the whole Nagy era. Um, 
So really, I mean, I'm just at the point where we have to blow it up. You can't. I, you you made mention that maybe this team has hit the ceiling, and that was three weeks ago, which was fair. But I didn't. I never thought the ceiling would be this. <laughs> I would think with the talent on this team that the ceiling could be ten wins. Maybe we get hot, sneak into the playoffs, and do your thing, and you can do that for a few years before you kind of reassess the future, or even maybe build for the future while you have this type of a floor. Yeah. But it's clearly not that. I, I, I think anyone who thought that way, like I did, we were wrong. And it's just bad. Really, the, I mean, if, if you want to make your comments on the game, I don't have much to say about the defense. They've been doing what they've been doing all year. They're playing good, not great, which should be enough in today's NFL. We're, we're one of maybe five defenses that can really change a game in today's NFL consistently. Yeah. Um, and that should be enough. And the offense just doesn't, you know, they, they don't um, carry their weight. But I wanted to ask you this. Given the expectations that we have with Matt Nagy, given and really given the talent, like we like we have talent on this offense. Given that, is this the worst Bears offense that you have ever seen? And I'm not talking about when Craig Krenzel had to come in and Jim Miller. Like you knew those were going to be pretty bad offenses, and even then, they had identities. They could run the ball with Thomas Jones. They could run the ball with the A train. They can run the ball. They could get physical. They can control the clock. This team has no idea. So with all that being said, I want to pose it to you, and I maybe set you up to lean more towards yes. But is this the worst offense that you've ever seen since being a Bears fan? I think a lot of different factors would have to go into me making that statement. Uh, Number one is, I mean, based on talent, yeah, I I would probably say so. I mean, the the, the worst offense in a in a season that matters is is probably still to me the 2006 offense because you just there just wasn't anything to to work with like i mean yeah there there were some guys and you know some names but i mean talent wise this offense should be producing points this it, it's it's you know they in the Jay Cutler era, and and you know we we've talked about this. Bears fans can say it as much as they don't. For those who don't like Jay Cutler, the, they always say, "Well, he's not the best quarterback." Like, no, he's not the best quarter. He is the best quarterback in Bears history, and they just didn't make a lot of investments mm-hmm. in his offense. Like, sure, they traded for Brandon Marshall and they signed Martellus Bennett and they drafted Alshon, but outside of that, I mean, <laughs> that's that's yeah. really it. That's really but all. No, but the funny part is with that, and, and sorry to interrupt, but he did his job the years he had weapons. We scored like 28 or 27 a, a game, that, and the defense yeah. couldn't stop a nosebleed. So it's right. like it's you just, can't say you can't say, oh, he didn't do any like you know he didn't do anything with his weapons. And look, like you, what are you pointing to? Not you, the general you. What are you pointing I, to when you say he was bad? When you had Martellus Bennett balling, when you had. Brandon Marshall balling, Alshon Jeffrey balling. Like you had Matt Forte had a thousand yard uh, or close to a thousand yard receiving season. Like they were putting up numbers on offense. They just had a terrible yeah. defense. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the Bears apparently just freaked out and couldn't have that because they just were like, all right, fuck it. We need a good defense and, and fuck everything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely bad. They, they, they you're there were just so many instances where where Foles just missed wide open guys. Like he had, I, I know you know Anthony Miller didn't have exactly a good game, 
Uh, but, I mean, he was wide open in the end zone. Allen Robinson, how do you not go to Allen Robinson in the red zone at least once? And they're still trying to run behind this terrible offensive line. And I've seen a lot of people uh, after this game saying, oh, well, you know, Matt Nagy, he, he was smart to give up play calling because it shows that, oh, it's not him. It's, it's you know, the players. It's the depth. It, but it doesn't really make sense because this is still his scheme. And, and Bill Lazor is just calling plays in the scheme. So when you have guys who are running the wrong routes and you have three guys almost bunched up next to each other on a play and you're moving the pocket with the least mobile quarterback in the NFL right now, I just don't – it's still like, yeah, Nagy isn't calling plays, but you're still shaking your head or scratching your head just like – what is going on? What are you guys doing right now? Like, what is the plan? And they just don't have one. It's great that they activated Lamar Miller, but that should have been done weeks ago. They, they have one running back. Get Ryan Null out of the offense. He's the new Demetrius Harris for me. Like, I, I still see all this hate towards Cole Komet, but it's like, it's not his fault that they're not going to him. They just don't use him. It's it's the and I cannot believe Darnell Mooney was absolutely just a ghost in that. Did he offense. did he get a target? I was going to ask you that. Did he get you, a target? It's one of those things where it's like you you don't realize in game like oh he, you know he's getting targeted because you're not sure where the ball goes. But like I mean I'm sure he probably had one or two, but he nothing that I that stuck out to me like oh man you know Mooney should have made that play. I mean, Anthony Miller, he's shown as much as I need to see at this point. Like, you cannot yeah. assign him or pick up that fifth-yard option, man. He is bad. No, you can't. I will say this, though. Um, what I would like for the Bears to do is continue to have him at punt return because he did look really good. Yeah. For for his sake, to stick to the NFL. Because that, that's one thing that um, when I, I remember I was listening to this interview, I forget what it, where it was now, but it was about Kevin White, and they asked why can't he at least stick around, and it, and it was because he does nothing. He can't do anything on special teams. Right. When you're a high draft pick or any draft pick, and you can't cut it on offense or defense, that's where you make your living. And yeah. for him, at least, he might get a little contract to go somewhere and, and kind of extend his NFL career. So I do hope that for him because he, he looked good as a punt returner. And, and that's and that's another thing. It's like he, he did look good, and, and you, you kind of question, like, why is he not given more of an opportunity to do that? Because it's not like they're using him like, you know, he's not it's, he's not catching 10 to 15 balls a game like on offense. They're not they're not using him that way. So it's like, why are you signing Dwayne Harris, who I mean, just I know he hurt him. He got hurt, but that was the worst play of the game. I mean, that that changes everything when he fumbles that punt because the Vikings are right back in territory to score. Like, and, and that's the biggest problem. And we've seen this with Bears teams and Bears offenses every, almost every year, where it's like the defense will do something great. They'll finally get a takeaway you, you've been looking for. They get you short field or they do something. Um, but then the offense just gives it right back. Yeah. And, and it just looks bad. I mean, I know people want to get on, on Anthony Miller for, you know, he's an NFL receiver. He should have made that catch. But that throw was just bad and and it really it really brings up the question and I know we've talked about this before but man I, I think if Mitch is healthy you have to go back to him at, at this point after the break like 
if if he's healthy and Nick Foles is healthy as well, I, I don't I don't know how you continue to go with Nick Foles. Like with this bad offensive line, as bad as it, as as bad as it is, he's doing things that you and I were getting upset with Mitch for. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he's not supposed to be throwing off his back foot. He's not supposed to be missing guys high. He's not supposed to be missing reads as bad as he is. So if they're going to be doing the same thing, you you should go with the guy who who can at least move a little bit. I mean, yeah. there were lanes in the game where where if Mitch is in, I mean, he's he's at least picking up the first down like on that one run where Nick Foles is like it looked like he was running in slow motion. And he gains one yard. You're like, dude, come, come on, man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it's – I'm at the point where I don't I, – you know, I, I said it earlier. I really don't want to see Mitch again this year. Um, that was that was in the scope of, you know, I kind of saw everything that I, I, I've seen from him. Nick Foles can get us a couple of games. We can see if he could stick along – stick around for another year where he can mentor another young guy. I don't. I don't care who. Uh, Tyler Bray could be. I mean, the season's it's over. For yeah. I, I mean, what what do we? Unless do we? I, we're not going to win six straight and get to you know eleven wins. We're not going to win four out of uh, uh of the next few. Are are my math is terrible. Whatever. We're not going to win four more games to get us to to nine. We're not going to win five more games to get us to ten. Like this, this season is is done. Where we can't like teams don't improve that drastically on a, one side of the ball with the half a season to go. They are who they are. So, like, I, I could care less who is, you know, who is out there at quarterback at this point. Because I, I, I guess, you know, you have a good point. You're right. You know, it's, it's Foles isn't doing what we thought he could or should be doing. But I just don't, like, what does it even matter anymore? Like, the season, it's not like we're, kind of, like, Mitch is coming in. All right, fuck it. We're going back to him. He can save our season and maybe go for a playoff push. The, the season's done, man. I, I yeah, think you, you have to win five. You have to win five in a row. Yeah. Uh, to get to to get to or not in a row, you have five to win five to get to ten. Yeah, but you also have to play the Packers twice. <laughs> yeah, like and and you just you just blew the golden opportunity because you're you're facing, uh, you're facing Kirk Cousins who was zero and nine or zero and eight whatever it was on Monday Night Football at home. He doesn't beat the Bears. He never beats the Bears. He sucks versus the Bears, but he looked fine. I mean, yeah, like the Bears. Turn- times but I mean one of those was just Khalil Mack making an unreal play like I mean Robert Quinn has been an absolute disappointment like he just doesn't do anything except set the edge on the run but that was what <laughs> that was what Leonard Floyd was doing and oh by the way guess who was named defensive player of the week <laughs> with the Rams like it's just things are, are just spiraling right now and, and the Bears don't have that fix and I don't believe in the confidence of uh, I, I don't have any faith that this team can turn it around and I agree I think it's time to blow it up Ryan Pace gone Matt Nagy gone like just move on move yeah. move, move the hell on man and, and so so to that what I've been seeing a lot of is like see Mitch was never the problem like it's been Nagy it's been this system this is the way I look at it um even in bad schemes you can see a good quarterback do some things. We've seen it. I mean, look at Aaron. Aaron Rodgers was in a bad scheme for the better part of McCarthy's tenure. Yeah. And you could. St- and I hate. I don't want to use Aaron Rodgers as like the fucking the threshold because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks. But I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm just using him as an example. Transcendent guys can transcend systems. Right. 
Right. And even or like good or competent players can can show you that they're still a good player, even in a bad system, especially at quarterback, maybe receiver. No, maybe different positions because you have to be used a certain way. Quarterback, you can see it. You can still see that, hey, this is I mean, we're kind of seeing it with Daniel Jones. He sure he turns the ball over, but it's like, hey, this guy can play quarterback at the NFL level. Will, will, will he be great? No, but he's a solid guy. Right. That's yeah. a more recent example. Um with Mitch, that was never there. But then on the flip side, we've also seen good schemes uplift bad quarterback play. We have not seen that either. So when people and say, oh, bring Mitch, re-sign him or bring him back for another year because it was naggy system or, or even the flip side where, and, and I, I was on this side and I'm calling myself out here because I thought Mitch was the one dragging this thing down and naggy system maybe wasn't as bad as we had been seeing. And that's just wrong. Both are wrong. You're both both sides of that argument are wrong because they're both bad. You can't point at you have to point at both. Because we've seen kind of like we've seen good quarterbacks, you know, make players look like look at Adam Shaheen. He's not playing lights out, but he looks competent in a system with a good quarterback and and, and Tua and not for nothing, Ryan Fitzpatrick was was playing really well um before before they made the switch. Yeah. And I mean we, we see things like that. And that goes back to our point, like, if and it's, it was never to say that Mitch is a good quarterback, but if Mitch was in Kansas City, do we see this? If Anthony Miller is in Kansas City, do we? does he look like this? That's not to say these guys are great players or even good players, but this is a scheme where they know their job and they're able to capitalize off of strengths. Yeah. Byron Pringle makes plays for the, for the Chiefs on a week-to-week basis. Demarcus Robinson has won people fantasy games you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, we don't have that. And and that's yeah, and, and that's a perfect point. And 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 really, that's, I mean, this is just what it is with this offense. Everything has to be fucking executed perfectly for you to just get a first down. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it just you you feel like I mean, there's games that I was watching on on Sunday where. It was kind of nice, you know. The Colts played on on Thursday night football. Bears were on Monday, so I kind of just got to kick back and watch Mon- and and Red Zone for the first time this year, really. Um, and and it's just like there's teams like the Chargers or I don't know the the Cardinals where they may not be scoring every drive, but you kind of are just waiting. You're you're like, all right, you know, all right, they they missed a drive and and you know they went three and out or. You know, they got a couple first downs, but they have to punt. Like, you're not freaking out because you're like, they'll get their points. With this Bears team, they can't afford to go three and out even once because you're just like, you, you're you just waiting for the offense to, to just do something that beats the defense and just absolutely kills them. Like, everything has to be so perfect. And, and this team is just not good enough for that. It's as simple as that, really. I, yeah. I, I don't. I, 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 there's I not much else I, mean, I can even, say about the Bears. The, the game was not very entertaining. I mean, how many times did we hear them talking about Drew Brees in a game that had absolutely nothing to do with Drew Brees until, yeah. until Nick Foles got hurt at the end of the game? Yeah. And, and, and you know what, to add to your point, and then, and then I'll be done as well, and we can just get to the picks for next week and end this one. Uh, this will be one of our probably shorter episodes. But to your point about, um, you know, you're just kind of waiting for things to happen. We saw that against the Bears. We bottled up Dalvin Cook until Akeem Hicks gets hurt, but they just keep on and keep on, and he finally breaks a 20-yard run. He gets a 15-yard run. 
They just stick. They have an identity. They, they, we know that they're going to try to run the ball with Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook 30 to 40 times a game. That's going to loosen up some defenses and let Kirk Cousins do some play action stuff and go. We see it with Tennessee as well. That's their identities. There are multiple ways you can win here, but if you don't have an identity, you're not, you, you have nothing to stick to. What yeah. does Matt Nagy say? He, he, has, he has failed to, to give this team an identity. He has nothing to stick to at all. He doesn't set anything up. He, he you know, and Bill Lazor's just running with the same playbook. So you, you almost have to give him a break because he's not, he's working along the same thing. So maybe it's just built in this way. I mean, it's, it's, it's bad. I mean, we have to build it. I think, you know, we were doing a little bit of pre-production before we started rolling. And this is just for, for everyone listening. I think next week, that'll be an exercise. I think um, just coming to terms that this season is over. So instead of sulking in and like being pissed off every week, let's look at some positives. Let's with the with there being a bye week this week, we don't have a game to analyze. So let's talk about maybe what are some building blocks? Who are some guys that have value that we can trade that we can start to build for, um, and and kind of go from there. Let, let's talk about some some um, you know some lights at the end of the tunnel or just some some stars of this season that that are actually enjoyable. Uh, and I, th- yeah. I think that's what we can do for next week. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because I'm just sick of talking about how bad this team is. Yeah, Even I mean, though it's warranted, it's, it's, it's warranted, but it's just, I mean, Jesus, like, when is this thing going to fucking turn around, man? Yeah, it's been, it's been four straight, it's been a month of you and me just, just ripping on them. And um, <laughs> as fun as, as it was the first couple of times, it's just not fun anymore. It's just not fun. And we want to have was, fun on this podcast. It was one of those things, though. If you remember, and, and those we have some like day one, day one listeners who remember when we talked about more than just the Bears before we kind of zoned it in here. We were talking about the Cubs, and we just like ripped into them one. Uh, it was 2019, I think. Yeah. And they turned it around, and we were like, "Fuck yeah, keep listening to us!" Because every time we talk <laughs> shit, you guys go out and have you know you get like two sweeps in a row. And it's like as a Bears, that's what I'm hoping for. I just want to vent really quick tell you my problems, and then I want Mitch to ball, and I want Matt Nagy to call his best game of the year. You know what I mean? And, like, it just hasn't happened. No, it just it just did not work this time. They clearly don't listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, let's just go ahead and get into our picks this week. Uh, Thursday night football, we got the Arizona Cardinals at Seattle. Uh, Seattle on a little bit of a slide here. Russell Wilson uh, looking not, not as good as he did to open the season. So um, – with that being said, I'm, I'm going with Arizona in this one, Frank. Kyler Murray is just playing way too well right now. How about you? Yeah, he's playing really, really well. I'm going with the vet here, though, at quarterback. I'm going, especially on a short week. If this was Sunday, I think I would lean more towards Kyler. Yeah. Um, I'm going. I think Russ gets this one turned around. And, uh, and, and, and I mean, this is going to be a hell of a game, though. This is yeah, going to be no, one of the best Thursday night games of the week or of, if, of the if year. You want, yeah, if you want to take an over uh, and and – this may be the week to do so. That being said, the Cardinals' defense is not that bad. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, we got Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. I mean, this one's pretty <laughs> This one's pretty easy. Pittsburgh, right, right? Yeah, Pittsburgh, yep. Yeah, I'm starting uh, both Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson this week in our in our Dynasty League. Cause As you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's It could get ugly. Uh, then we got Detroit at Carolina. Uh, this one was a little bit difficult until i realized that teddy bridgewater may may miss some games so uh, i'm going with detroit in this one they're they're starting to look a little bit better frank i'm wondering matt patricia actually saved his was able to save his job this year he absolutely did no i think he saved his job because they they look competent they look like they have a plan um you're starting to see some you know the young guys like deandre swift really start to to, to, which is a positive sign for a new coach 
Uh, I'm sorry, not a new coach for a coach trying to save his job that people, you know, even the young guys are turning things around yet. Yeah, um, without Teddy, I, I just don't see who, who is, who is their backup quarterback? Uh, the, uh, PJ Walker, PJ Walker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No faith in PJ Walker. I'm going, yeah, there, there's I'm going, no, I'm going Detroit. Uh, no, I mean, it's crazy. Give DeAndre Swift the ball and actually uh, see what happens when you do that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, then we got New England. The Bulls, the Bulls pick Patrick Williams. That is really disappointing. I I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the Bulls taking him at you all. Were just, you were just talking about how much you didn't want him. I mean, he just, he didn't even start. He start, he didn't start hey, one day. Hey, sixth man of the year. Oh, whatever. All right, let's keep going here. New England at Houston. Uh, I, I'm taking New England in this one, Frank. He, Houston had a chance to, to, to get back into some faith for me, and they just fucking blew it. Like, they just – they looked terrible. <laughs> they looked so bad, and I just don't I, – I I mean, New England, they just took down the Ravens, so how can you, yeah. how can you go against them, right? No, I, absolutely. I mean, it, and it goes it goes back to – and granted, again, I, I hate to use Bill Belichick as some sort of threshold. He's the greatest coach of all time, arguably. But it's like, look at what he's doing schematically with this defense. Like – against a team that is clearly superior talent-wise than you. He gets wins. He yeah. got, like he knows how to play to the strength of teams. He knows and we just don't have anything near that on on really either side of the ball at this point. But yeah, uh I'm going I'm going Patriots as well. I feel bad for the Texans, dude. They they Yeah. They're going to be they're going to have a they're they're, they're going to have a top 10 top 5 pick and they don't own it. I don't feel bad for them. I hate them. They're stupid. Um all right, so then we got, speaking of Baltimore, Tennessee at Baltimore. Um, I'm going Baltimore in a bounce-back game. How about you, Frank? I don't know, Jackie. What I saw last year was uh, them get bounced by competent teams in <laughs> biggest moments. And I like the Titans a little bit, man. I'm going I'm going Titans over Ravens. I, I, hope, I hope I'm right, but <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Philadelphia at Cleveland. So, Frank, this one's a little weird because – uh, based on our math, right, it's it's Cleveland has a good week, then a bad week, then a good week, then a bad week. They won. I picked them to win. Mm-hmm. But it was a bad week. So I'm going to flip it. They're going to have a good week, and they're going to win this game. Dude, <laughs> I hate it. No, I hate that you said that because I swear to God that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, they won. It's been win-loss, win-loss on our picks. But it like they were dealing with ridiculous wins, and it was just a bad game all around. So that's nullified. You have to throw that out as they're bad. So I'm going with them as well. All right, sounds good. And and Philadelphia, I mean, come Dude, on. The Giants are winning that division. I, I don't understand what's happening, man. I, I really don't get it. Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. Uh, this one was a little tougher for me, but I'm gonna go with New Orleans uh, just because I think their skill players are just are still better and Jameis I think full week of preparation I think he'll be able to to get right and and I mean how do you stop Alvin Kamara the answer is you don't that's yeah. what and that's my point as well I think um you know people were criticizing Jameis Winston last week after he came in in a game that was pretty much over and you know he didn't have any sort of preparation I think we see a totally different game plan I see them getting more vertical even with him uh, starting a full game. So, yeah, I uh, I like their chances against Atlanta. 
Cincinnati at Washington. Uh, Frank, as I've said before, when it comes to these types of games where you just you don't really know which which way to go, I, I tend to go with the better quarterback. And uh, I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm going Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals. They're, they're a fun team, man. They've got some good offensive players. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Alex Smith, not impressed. I mean, he shouldn't even be playing, if I'm being honest. But uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Yeah, I I 100% thought you were going to throw me a curveball and say, I'm going with the better quarterback, Alex Smith. (laughs) Um, No, I'm going with the I'm going with the Bengals as well. And just like you said before, we we called this before the season that they were going to be one of those sneaky fun teams because it will with the caveat that Joe Burrow would be a good quarterback because they have weapons, man. AJ Green hasn't we you know didn't expect much from him, but I was very high on T Higgins. Joe Mixon's been hurt, but Giovanni Bernard can still play a little bit. Uh, I know Drew Sample got hurt, but I mean they have the ingredients to be a sneaky, fun playoff spoiler type of team. And then you hope that they don't win too much so they can get more talent in next year's draft and then maybe even be contenders in that division. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then uh, we got the the Jets at the Chargers. Uh, Frank, I'm going Chargers. Not a lot to say about this one. <laughs> Never picking the Jets as long as Adam Gase is their coach. I'm going yeah, Chargers. 100%. Uh, then we got the Dolphins, the uh, the surprisingly very fun to watch Dolphins. Coach of the uh, year, Adam, baby. Brian yeah. Flores, hop on the bandwagon. I mean, yeah, with that being said, I'm, I'm going Miami. Uh, I know Drew Locke is dealing with some injuries. I don't know if you know if he'll, he'll play. He may not. Um, the, the, the Dolphins' defense is... Damn good, man. They're they're damn good, and and Tua looked a lot better uh, in his second start. So, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going with the Dolphins in this one, Frank. I'm going Dolphins as well. And and uh, to the, to Drew Locke, I remember this is before we restarted our podcast. I was telling people in the off season, I don't think he's going to be their quarterback in 2021. I just don't think he's that good. And knowing how impatient um, their their front office is, yeah, yeah they're they're going to get somebody else. Yeah, probably. I, I, I could see it, and, and that'll be good for Jerry Judy. Uh, then we got Dallas at Minnesota. Uh, I, I, even if Andy Dalton is playing, that doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings in this one. How about you, Frank? I'm going with the Vikings as well, and I wouldn't be surprised if Dalvin, uh, if Dalvin Cook has 200-plus Has the game that everyone yards. expected him to have versus the Bears? Yeah, I don't know why they thought he would have a – we, we – Bottled him up really, really well. Every year. Yeah. He averages like 30 yards a game versus the Bears. Right, and he had a solid game. He had a solid game against us Monday, but it wasn't... Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we got the 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 late game, uh, the, uh, the game of the week, Green Bay at Indianapolis. Uh, I, I kind of went back and forth a little bit on this one. It's at home for Indy, but it's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, the, the Packers didn't look great, though. The, this past week, no. so um, I'm going with the Colts to to win at home in, in a very important game, and I think this is going to be a really fun game, maybe even the best game of the week. Yeah, I think I mean the best game of the week for me is between the Cardinals Seahawks game and this one. I gotta go. I gotta go Green Bay, man. I, I I know their defense hasn't been great, but they still have ball hawks, and I just don't trust Philip. Like he he's I see him having two or three picks against the secondary. Yeah. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers, I, I hate to say bounces back. He didn't have a terrible game, but it wasn't the greatest game against the Jaguars. I think he bounces back um, and has a good game. I'm going Packers. 
All right. Then we got the uh, Sunday night game, Kansas City at uh, the Raiders. Ah, uh, man. I, <laughs> you know, I, I know what we say, and, and I know that we talk about, you know, picking the Chiefs as much as we can. And I, I, I did stick to that. I am taking the Chiefs this week. But, man, there was part of me that really wanted to just go with the Raiders, just, just for the fun of it. They're at home. This team is surprisingly fun to watch. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one, Frank. I, I, I can't go against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, the Raiders have been the only team to beat the Chiefs this year. Yes. Uh, and because of that, they are. I don't think a team beats the Chiefs twice in the same year. So I'm, I'm going Kansas City. <laughs> That's probably a good plan. Uh, then we got the Monday night game, uh, the Rams at Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rams surprised me a little bit with how well they played. Um, Tampa Bay surprised me even more <laughs> by how well they played. Uh, yeah. They're starting to figure some things out on offense. So with that being said, at home, I'm going the Buccaneers. I'm going I'm going with the Rams. I think, um, I mean, what we saw Jalen Ramsey do to DK Metcalf yeah. is insane. Yeah. And, and I've eaten my words on DK. He, he, he's a very, very good receiver. But with that, that shows you how good of a corner Jalen Ramsey is. So whoever he's on, I expect Mike Evans to have a donut. Like I, or, or, or Chris Godwin. I don't know who he's going to guard. But um, you can usually just expect uh, Mike Evans to have a donut regardless. Yeah, he sucks. N- no shit. Uh, but no, you know what? I, I think the Buccaneers are kind of playing into um, a lot of what New England did uh, over the last few years and be a little bit more of a, a run first or, or, or a very balanced, at the very least, offense. I don't see them being able to run the ball very well against the Rams, and I, I think that puts a lot of pressure on Brady to have to drop back 50, yeah. 40, 50 times. That's not a good recipe for me against the Rams, you know, for Tom Brady at this stage of his career. So I, I think uh, I think the Rams squeak this out. I mean, I, I really think this is going to be a boring game. Yeah. Monday night. <laughs> well, and and the Rams are just one of those teams that are boring right now. Like they're winning. This is what the Bears would look like if we could win. Like they're right. just they're they're boring. They move the ball more than us. But like Jared Goff is not a good quarterback. No, they, no, they, they figured him out. They figured that scheme out. And yeah, yeah. They, their best uh, offensive weapon is Josh Reynolds, and that's not really a good thing. If I'm being yeah. honest. But, um, but that, I mean that that shows you a coaching staff being able to adapt. Though they went from yeah. this crazy Brandon Cooks deep throws a few years ago and Cooper Cup doing crazy things and Jared Goff throw to a defensive team that is running the ball really well, that's playing to their strengths, that's taking the ball out of Jared Goff's hands. This is what a good coaching staff does. And and I look at some of these teams and it makes me even more disappointed than the Bears because it's like, and I don't want to hearken too much back, but it's like we have pieces to have an identity. Why don't we have an identity? It's not even that we're not good. We don't have an identity. Yeah. Yep. No, they, they, they're just trying to flip and, and try and do different things every week, and it just hasn't worked. And uh, they're on the bye, of course. Uh, the Giants are on their bye week. Uh, the, the 49ers and the Buffalo Bills are also on their bye uh, as well. So that'll really do it for this episode of the Corked Up Podcast. Not a whole lot to talk about uh, Bears-wise, which I think is a good thing. Um, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this bye week, Frank, because it just means one last week of having to watch Bears football. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's go finish watching this draft and, and see what other mistakes the bears, the, the bulls can make. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. It's One shout lot. out I want to make before we get out of here, Frank, uh, shout out to Theo Epstein for, uh, you know, oh, yeah. just a wonderful job he did with the Cubs and, uh, 
helping the city of Chicago get some joy. I don't care what you say as a Sox fan. Fuck you. You know you were happy to see the Cubs win. And that's yeah. all I got to say, Frankie. I'm right there with you. I, I, I still remember his press conference when he was like, we're not going to become winners because we're paying for it. For it. We're not going to be winners because we're just the Cubs. We're going to be winners because we're going to drive the extra 10 miles to go look at a prospect that we're intrigued with. We're going to go to a camp 15 further miles to go. To, and I was just like, this fucking guy gets it, man. Like, I loved yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, he, he did the damn thing. So, congrats to Theo. We, Maybe he can miss the Bears. I, I, no, no football experience needed. I trust him. I'm, I mean, it can't, can't get any worse than this. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, feel free to let us know your thoughts on on anything. If, if you think Theo would be the good GM of the Bears, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Get Joe Madden in as the coach. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a good one. See you later, Frankie.